Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Paying the Dirt, an NFL Draft podcast. This is Ryan Wands. DC here again for another great week of chat. And we got some live music for you. How do you like that? Wow. What a new touch to, to the podcast. TC, we got boys are going to be turning to men tomorrow uh, tomorrow night. That's why I, I wanted to play that song. Um, I like it. We're close. We're super close. We worked all this way since the end of the national championship, and we battled, and we, we went through everybody, and now is the moment we've all been waiting for, or tomorrow, as we're recording this on Wednesday night. So um, tomorrow's the, the big day, less than 24 hours away from now. We will be um, sitting in our seats, ready to go for the start of the draft. Yes, boys will become men tomorrow night as they achieve their lifelong dreams of becoming NFL football players, and that's always something special. And congratulations to all the prospects that are going to get drafted tomorrow night. I know they worked their tails off uh, during this whole draft process as well. Um, So kudos to them, and best of luck to all the the draft prospects out there. Um, Yeah, just getting here is a monumental stage. If you're going to be drafted in the first round, that is – amazing accomplishment um in and of itself even if you don't go within the top 10 or what people are talking about stuff like that i mean just to get drafted is a amazing accomplishment means you're one of the best um at your position yeah definitely um so we don't really have a a set agenda for tonight there are a couple of different things that we wanted to talk about um do you want to get started with the the sky or the uh, how Trayvon Walker from Georgia, how his stock has just skyrocketed from like the start of this week. I mean, when we were, we recorded on Sunday, we were talking Aiden Hutchinson as the consensus number one overall guy. And then like Monday happened and all of a sudden the tide turns and it's Trayvon Walker, who's now has all the hype and is uh, looking like the number one overall pick, which is crazy. Yeah. Which is insane. I mean, he kind of came out of nowhere. I think, Maybe it was Monday, like you were talking about, Ryan's, when all the sports books kind of shifted the odds um, from Aiden Hutchinson to be the consensus number one overall pick to Trayvon Walker um, coming, kind of coming out of nowhere. And now I think he's an odds on favorite to, to be number one overall pick to the Jags. Um, so I'm, I'm not really sure where they're going to go. Cause it seems like I saw a couple of reports today. I know you saw this too, Ryan, but they're uh, Jags um, owner, Shad Khan. Um, really, really, really likes Aiden Hutchinson, but their uh, GM, Trent Baalke, really likes um, Trayvon Walker. So it's like, who's really calling the shots there? Because they're both kind of split on who they want to draft. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll see if they'll go with if uh, Shad Khan uh, steps in front of Trent Baalke and they go with Hutchinson or if they go with Walker. Uh, where did Walker come from? Because... I feel like no one was talking about him until like his combine, and then after the combine, I like he wasn't even a first round guy until his combine, and his combine happened, and then he shoots up draft boards. Yeah, I mean he he's on, he came from Georgia, um, but he wasn't one of the uh, one of the guys that they that you normally hear about when you watch the games this year, because um, you always hear about um, Georgia's defense, which is amazing in and of itself, but. Um, you see guys on there uh, like the Kobe Dean, um, uh, 
and you see who's I'm blanking on the massive guy Jordan from Davis. Uh, the D tackle Ryan. What's his name again? Jordan Davis. Yeah, Jordan Davis. So you're seeing him. You're seeing other guys out there um, like Nolan Smith, and like those are like kind of like the main guys that you're seeing on like the defensive line. And Trevon Walker kind of just fits into um, kind of just blends in with the rest of the guys out there. So he came out of nowhere. His draft um, stock has skyrocketed, and mainly because of his combine. I mean, you saw. Did you recognize him in the national championship, or the, did he not like make a? Was his presence known to you? No, I mean to be honest, he he um, was on their team, obviously, but he got overshadowed by all their other um, amazing defensive players um, that Georgia has. Like I was talking about, like he's just not someone that you see. Um, kind of in the trenches like everybody else is. I mean, um, you're seeing Jordan Davis in there clog up the middle. You're seeing Nolan Smith coming off the edge. Um, that's kind of like a hybrid linebacker, the end. Um, you're seeing Quay Walker was also um, going to be a high high draft pick. who was also a, a linebacker that is amazing on their defense. So to be honest, I was not too familiar with him until the combine stuff happened. Um, and then he came into the combine, ends up running a 4-5, um, ends up basically jumping or his vertical is like 37 inches or something like that, which is ridiculous. Uh, and the thing that people are kind of salivating over is that if you compare all of his measurables, like he doesn't come out to a defensive end uh, um, that can get after the passer. Normally these metrics that you see are for wide receivers. So for example, he, he ran faster than um, Amari Cooper in the combine, wide receiver, obviously freak. Um, he jumped farther in the broad jump than uh, Devontae Adams. Um, and then he also um, had a higher vertical jump than um, Julio Jones. So, like, I mean, those are, like, three, like, almost, like, borderline Hall of Famers that he had better measurables than. Um, so that's why he kind of is, is skyrocketing, just because he's basically just, like, a freak athlete. <laughs> Yeah, so I know he has a lot of athletic upside that I think Hutchinson doesn't possess, and that's kind of why he's been slotted as the number one guy. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that no one really knew who he was until his combine, and now he's favored to go first overall. So I do think that he has massive uh, massive potential, but massive uh, bust potential as well. I think he could easily be a, a massive bust. If- yeah, I mean that. The Jags, the Jags, I feel like the Jags just draft people that are busts, honestly. So I feel like if you go to go to Jacksonville, your career, unfortunately, is almost gone to die. Um, there's a few guys that have gotten out of there alive, like Jalen Ramsey um, and those kind of guys. But everyone else that goes to Jacksonville, I feel sorry for them. Yeah, hopefully Trevor Lawrence doesn't meet his end in Jacksonville, but... Yeah, I think it's it's a boom bust type of pick if they go with Trayvon Walker. So um, they're either going to hit a home run or they're going to strike out to put it in baseball terms. So would you rather take him or would you take Hutchinson? You personally, I know you like Hutchinson, but personally, I would take Hutchinson over yeah. Trayvon I mean, Walker. I, but how happy are you going to be if he goes to the Lions? You're going to be so hyped. I would be very. Ha- I want him to go to the Lions <laughs> very badly. Um. Ryan, Ryan's a Lions fan now, I guess. I'm pounding the table for Hutchinson to the Lions. The local kid <laughs> to the his local team. Um, yeah, I mean, TC and I, were we were talking before uh, or earlier today, 
and um, we both kind of thought that Kayvon, or I think that Kayvon Thibodeau should probably be the first pick in the draft. I mean, just based on his production at Oregon and his physical profile, he seems like the guy that should be the number one pick, but for some odd reason, he's his stock is, has dropped over the past couple of weeks. Not really yeah, sure why. I, I like him a lot, too. Um, I like him a ton. One of the things that people are kind of talking about with him is his character. Um, he seems to take a lot of plays off. Um, he doesn't seem like the best teammate is what a lot of reports are coming out right now. That um, I mean, for example, like he um, he opted out for uh, I think the second half of the year or something like that. There's a few games left in the season um, when Oregon had a chance still to go to the to the playoff, and I mean he had some injury concerns, so that's also kind of bakes into it. But um, that's why I think he's slipping. A lot of people are questioning if he really loves the game of, of football. I mean, not to <laughs> bring up everyone seeing draft day out there. That's the thing I always think of when people talk about. Um, character issues like this and they're talking to the quarterback from wisconsin in the in the movie and they're asking if he um really loves a game of football and they find out that none of his teammates went to his birthday party like that so that's the kind of stuff that's coming up with um Kayvon Thibodeau to give you an idea of um what people are kind of saying about his character and um his teammates that um he kind of plays with but he's just he's so quick off the edge i mean he's a freak i don't know what his 40 was but he's he's quick he's shifty he's uh, he reminds me of like a Khalil Mack almost, or a, um, like a Julius Peppers or someone like that. Someone that can be an anchor on your defensive line, like a, uh, you know, a Chase Young type player. So, yeah, I mean, he's super quick. I mean, he ran a four five eight forty, so that's not slow at all. I mean, for comparison, Trevon Walker ran a four five one, so it it always. Um, boggles my mind how everyone gets so infatuated with the combine stuff like oh wow uh people say like uh Trevon walker ran a four five one he's he's point um oh seven seconds faster than Kayvon Taylor. that's that's all we're going to pick him about ahead of him like I, for for dns i mean that quickness is is one thing but i mean like four five eight four five one i mean the splitting hairs here i mean that doesn't seem like a thing that people would um draft another guy over but that's what a lot of these scouts see and to be honest i don't really understand it they don't necessarily look at some of the production on the field like Kevon Thibodeau was like the surefire um, number one overall pick i feel like for like the past year or so um up until these past couple of months when um some of his character stuff started coming out of the combine yeah it's an interesting thing to note um kind of yeah like you said the nature of the combine that um that's kind of what happens with these scouts and gms and player personnel reps um but yeah i think thibodeau is sliding a little bit because of those character concerns but i think that i don't think he falls out of the top five i think i think he goes to the jets at four and i think they're going to get a stud defensive end to anchor their defensive line so yeah i think anyone who snags him is going to have a, an amazing value pick um if they get them after like the third pick or something like that which i think is where they're projecting to go in a lot of these cases um but i i i really like him a lot i would almost argue i think on the same page as you ryan with taking him um number one i, I would take him ahead of uh trevon walker i would take him ahead of um aiden hutchinson um 
I just think that he has way, way, way more potential. I think that Hutchinson's probably the safe pick. He's probably got a low, a low floor and um, not as high of a ceiling as Thibodeau does. Yeah, I agree. So we'll have to see how that plays out tomorrow. Um, but and, and the Walker stuff is interesting too, right? Because I mean, if, if you look at the stats, I mean, he doesn't have like he doesn't produce a ton on the field. I know he was playing with some great players in Georgia and against some great competition, but I mean, he only I say only, but he only had six sacks this year. I mean, you compare that to um, to Hutchinson, who had like sixteen, I believe, and and Thibodeau, who played in less games and even had more than that. It, it's kind of shocking that people are just. Uh, salivating over these combine results. Yeah, that is that is interesting. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens tomorrow with uh, with Thibodeau and with Trayvon Walker. Um, okay, do you want to talk about the some of the O line guys? I know we didn't do a deep dive into them by position, but um, are there any O line? Uh, is it a pretty strong class for offensive linemen? Um, I like it a lot. I, I mean, um, Neymar has kind of been bouncing around within like the top um, two, three picks over the last few months was Evan Neal from Alabama, uh, tackle. Um, he's kind of consensus. Um, it's like a top five pick as well. Um, I, If you need a tackle, I mean, honestly, depending on whatever the top teams want, I know the Jags are um, sitting there at one and we were just talking about Thibodeau, but if you want to protect like Trevor Lawrence, I would almost even think about picking Evan Neal. I mean, he seems like a a surefire kind of can't miss guy. I mean, tackle from Alabama, um, protected, uh, Bryce Young and protected too well and protected Mac Jones. And, and he's just been a study. He's five star coming out of high school. Um, so I like him a lot. I know a lot of people are, are talking about, um, the kid from NC state, um, your boy, Ryan Icky, you like, you like Icky, don't you? Icky. <laughs> Icky. Who doesn't like Icky? Do you like him? Do you, would you take? No, you I like, like I like class? Evan. I like Evan Neal. I think he's the clear number one guy. He's a road grader. He's a, you know, um, he's a guy that's going to anchor your O line. So I, I would pick him. I, I would take him as the first O lineman off the board, and then um, I probably would go Icky next, and then um, Charles Cross from Mississippi State. I like him, and I like um, is it Alex Penning? I think from Northern Iowa. I like that. Is that the guy that's like six eight, like three fifty or something? Ridiculous, ridiculous measurables. He might be. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I came out of nowhere. But yeah, those are the guys that I like on the O line. Yeah, there's a lot of guys out there. It's a strong class. I mean, there could be potentially um, five O linemen go within like the top twelve picks or so, depending on what you're looking at. So. It's gonna be fun to watch. Um, I know O line's not the sexy pick, but <laughs> you gotta you gotta protect your franchise quarterback somehow. We're kind of uh, praying for that here in Chicago with the Bears. <laughs> We'd love to get O line. It's not it's not sexy. It's not gonna. Um, no one's gonna be pounding the the chair and saying, "Wow, what an amazing pick!" Um, but they are what you need to to kind of build the team. Yeah, they're building blocks for for a franchise, definitely. So. Um. Yeah, uh, those are the O linemen to keep an eye or audience to keep an eye out for tomorrow. We'll see where they where they fall. Um, and one to shoot over to um some running backs. Do we think that any running backs will be selected in the first round? I, I'm going to say no. I don't think so. I mean, it's it's tough because you have 
you're going to, they're not going to go in the early rounds. I mean, you look at the end of the end of the draft board, kind of like the end of the first round. Um, you got sitting there, you got the Chiefs who are picking 29 30. I mean, they're pretty set with uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire um, that they just drafted in the first round a couple of years ago. The Bengals are also sitting up there. Obviously, they have Joe Mixon, who's amazing. He's a great player. And the Lions are also up there at the end of the first round. And they also have um, pretty good running backs with Jamal Williams and uh, Karen Johnson and, and all those guys. So, DeAndre they, Swift. I, yeah, DeAndre Swift, too. I mean, they have all those guys. Um, so I don't think that anything, anybody's going to slide in. I mean, I know people were talking about, um, and we kind of broke down some of the running backs, Ryan, but um, people are talking about, like, Brees Hall or stuff like that, but I, I just don't see any way he kind of sneaks in. He doesn't have a first-round talent. I've seen a lot of him in, like, early second round. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I have the, I have the draft order in front of me, and I'm looking at the end of the first um the only thing I could see might be the the Bills, the Bills at twenty five potentially. Um, and did Fournette? Did he resign with the Buccaneers? Yeah, he re up for another okay, year. Okay, so they're out. So yeah, I'd say the only chance would be probably the Bills at twenty five, or yeah, I don't think they're going to reach on him. I mean, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of Brees Hall. I don't think that he's like first round talent. Um, I think they have other needs, but yeah, I mean that that's like the only spot. And I mean, if you if there's no running back that gets picked within the first, like like you said, Ryan Bills twenty five, like there's absolutely no chance that someone's gonna pick a running back or let alone trade up to go get Brees Hall, who's kind of the consensus number one RB. Yeah, um, definitely more of a probably a second round pick, mid or or a third round pick actually. So either second or third round. Um, where do you think? Do you think Kenneth Walker and uh, James Cook are still like third round guys? Yeah, I like Kenneth Walker a lot. I know we talked about him a few weeks ago. Um, I think that he'll probably slip to the third. Um, and then also, um, sorry, Ryan, who, who's the other guy you said? James Cook. Yeah, James Cook. Yeah, he's definitely. A, I think James Cook's definitely a uh, day two, if not day three, kind of guy. So I think those are kind of the the ways to look at it. I'm, there's just not a lot of talent at the up high talent at the running back class this year. Um, even though I like both those guys, I think they have great potential. I just don't know um, if someone's going to reach on them when they probably have other people gra- are graded a lot higher. Yeah, that makes sense, and I I would agree that they probably you don't want to reach for a player in most situations. So. Um, we'll just have to see what happens or how it shakes out, but expect the running backs to go either on, uh, day two or day three is what we are telling our audience to expect. Um, but yeah, as I mentioned, I've got, I've got the draft order right in front of me and, and, uh, do you want to, TC, just want to go through and just like name off some picks? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. I like it. I need to understand where these guys are picking and what needs people have and where we go from here. Okay. So I'm going to have the Jags taking Walker. Is this, is this to, to set a standard? Is this who you think they're going to take or who you think they should take? Uh, who I think they should take. Okay. Should take, all right. If it, no, 
Who I think they'll actually take. I changed my okay. mind. Got it. So, uh, Trayvon Walker won. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I, the sports books and the odds makers know something, so that he's definitely going number one after the odd shifting. I'll have Hutchinson at two to the Lions, which makes me very happy. Agreed. Yeah, he'll go there. He seems like a real Dan Campbell kind of guy. He seems like he'll bite off some kneecaps or something up there in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, with his eye black over his one eye. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he'll love it up there. Dan Campbell will love him. Um, Texans, I'm going to go Evan Neal. They got yeah, pro- need some help. They got to protect Davis Mills if they want him to succeed. I don't think Davis Mills is a franchise <laughs> quarterback, but... That's funny that, uh, that I... It's it's weird to hear that being said. Like, oh yeah, they gotta protect Davis Mills. It's like saying, like, oh yeah, the the Commanders, a football team, really needs to protect uh, their quarterback um, Heineke so he doesn't get hurt. Like, it's just funny to say that for like a not a top tier guy. But um, yeah, I I think they'll go O line. Um, I'm seeing Icky uh, Iquanu going higher for NC State, so I'll I'll say that the. Um, that the Texans pick him, um, Lovey Smith, and then probably go after um, Icky from NC State offensive linemen, too. Okay, so TC has Icky. I have Evan Neal. Jets are, are going to take Thibodeau. I don't think, I think his slide ends there. And he's going to be. I've a, seen some stuff that's going to slide, that he's going to slide more, unfortunately, even though I don't want him to. Um, I've seen some stuff, and I, I don't think that the Jets are going to. Go for him. I think I need other help. Um, I think the Jets are going to snag um, a cornerback here to help with their defense. They don't really have a lockdown corner. So um, I'll go with them taking Sauce Gardner. I've seen that in a few other areas and a few other reports from Cincinnati. Fourth overall pick. Wow. Sauce. Yeah. Sauce. Okay. Uh, and you think Thibodeau's going to slide farther than the Jets? Yeah, unfortunately, I've seen more and more stuff about his character that people hate, and that's normally the thing that you see that slides people down draft boards more as we get later and later into the process. Um, I would not let him slip, but I, I just don't think that the Jets are going to um, take a risk like that. I think they got to help their defense. Yeah, that's a solid analysis. Um, with the Giants, I, I'll have the Giants taking Icky. <laughs> I'm gonna buy you an Icky jersey when he gets drafted to the to the to the Giants, Ryan. That's gonna be great. It's just it's actually just gonna say Icky on the back. It's not even gonna say his last name. <laughs> just Icky. Who do you have? <laughs> just Icky. Um, Giants. They've had some issues um, protecting Daniel Jones. I mean, that guy has more fumbles. I feel like than any other player in the league over like the past. Five years. I think that's actually a, a true stat, by the way. He's got more fumbles, and they can't protect him. Um, I have them taking Evan Neal there um, from Bama. I don't see him slipping outside the, the top the top five. He'll take an O-line and help protect Daniel Jones, so he hopefully doesn't get sacked from behind and fumble like all the memes that we've seen and gifts that we've seen over the past few years. Okay. Uh, Panthers are up at six. I think they're going to reach for a quarterback, and I think they're going to go Malik Willis. I think they got to, too. Um, but I think that they're going to go with Kenny Pickett here. I don't know why. I have a feeling um, that they're going to go with it. They um, they need to get a quarterback. I can see them trading down, but 
I don't know how far they're going to be able to trade down and risk snagging one of their guys. So um, I'm going to go with the Panthers taking Pickett here. Um, their coach, Matt Rule, um, used to coach in college. He coached at Baylor and he coached at Temple. And um, Kenny Pickett was actually committed to um, Temple when uh, Matt Rule was a coach there um, before he decommitted after Matt Rule left and then ended up going to Pitt. So they have a little bit of a history there. Um, I think they have a good relationship. Obviously, I think he'd love to play for him. And he recruited him. So um, I'm going to go with, with Pickett at, at six, which is um, pretty high for um, a lot of his projections. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, back to the Giants at seven. I have them taking Sauce at seven, which is originally the Bears pick from the Justin Fields trade. Ugh, that hurts. I wish we were picking at seven. That would be so much fun. That would be more hyped for tomorrow, and now I'm hyped for Friday night when the Bears have two picks as well, so now i got to wait. Um, I think they'll go um, corner here as well, Ryan, but I haven't flipped. I think they'll go Stingley here um, from LSU, who we talked about uh, the other day. So I think they'll snag him, um, lockdown guy, um, but obviously one of the two best corners in the in a class. Okay. Uh, moving on to the Falcons. I have them taking Drake London, wide receiver that nice. we talked about from USC. Yeah, you like him a lot, don't you? I do. He's an athletic marvel. Give uh, Give Mariota someone to throw the ball to. Yeah, I don't. I think they pass on Fields <laughs> last year. I think that they're going to pass on a Pickett or Willis this year. I think they got their eyes set on Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud next year. So they might be one of the worst teams in the league next year, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, they don't have any any much hope at all. Um, be a little bit of a reach on a quarterback if they did go with a quarterback here, so that's another interesting thing. Um, Falcons, um, I got them snagging um, Kayvon Thibodeau here. I think he'll, I don't think he can fall outside the top eight. Um, I don't think that I don't think be stupid enough to let a talent like him drop um, any further. So I give them snagging Thibodeau there at eight um, to really bolster their defense. Yeah, I like that. I don't think like I have Thibodeau. I don't have him falling out of the top five, but I I can see him going no later than eight. So I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, nine Seahawks. I have them taking Derek Stingley here. Add some quarterback <sighs> help after did they let um uh uh what's his name the guy with one arm or uh Griffin yeah um yeah Shaquille Griffin <laughs> yeah, yeah did they let his brother go yeah Shaquille? I think he signed with the Jags. Yeah, um, so, if I'm correct. So his career is probably dead there in Jacksonville as well. <laughs> so I think they need some quarterback cornerback help. So I I have them taking Derek Stingley. Yeah, I think that that'll be um, a fair pick. I think that here's where you start to get into more like the wide receivers coming off the board. But to be honest, I mean, the Seahawks they have DK and they have Lockett, so they don't really need another wide receiver. But I think this would be a good spot um, if someone did want to trade up and go get a wide receiver because a lot of them are still be on the board here at nine. So I think this could be a possible trade-up situation. But um, if the Seahawks do stay here, I think they'll probably try to, to have some more protection um, on the offensive line. I, I know that Russell's not there anymore, but he got killed. Um, he took so many sacks. Um, part of that's because he 
scrambles a lot and kind of keeps plays alive. But they uh, struggle to protect them. So all of them taken. Um, the guy, the offensive lineman from Mississippi State, Charles Cross here. Um, to be honest, I'm not, I haven't watched too much from him. Um, and he kind of came out of nowhere these past couple months. Um, so I think that they'll snag him out there just because of the value there at, at nine and helping their, their offensive line. Okay, getting to the Jets at back to the Jets again at ten. Um, I have them taking Garrett Wilson, wide receiver from Ohio State, another guy I like a lot. Yeah, they need a wide receiver for sure. They got to get someone that um, <laughs> that Zach Wilson can kind of throw the ball too deep down the field. Okay. Um, I got him taking a wide receiver too, but I really like Jamison Williams. Um, I know it's it's going to be iffy because he did get hurt there in the national championship game, um, but I think that if his ceiling is so high and his run after the catch was amazing. And I mean, I can just see um, Zach Wilson scrambling out and chucking like a 50 yard bomb to Jamison Williams and having him run after the catch for a touchdown. So I don't know why I can see that in my head, but I think that is um, a great spot for him to go. Yeah. Um, is, is Williams on track to play uh, week one? Do you know? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think that he's uh, progressing well. I saw some stuff earlier that he was progressing well in his rehab. So um, if you break it down, I mean, he got hurt in literally the beginning of um, of January. And then um, when the season starts technically in, in September, he'll have eight months to kind of recover and rep that um, that injury. So hopefully he'll be able to get back out there. I think signs are pointing well right now. He's got some time. Okay. Um, do you want to keep going or do you want to stop here? We can, uh, let's keep going. We got a few more left, huh? We got some guys that are falling out. We got some wide receivers still on the board. Let's go for maybe a couple more. Okay. At 11, I got the, the commanders. We're just talking about them. I'll, I'll have them taking Jameson Williams. Nice. Yeah. Good Carson. Someone to throw the ball to. <laughs> um, Carson, I mean, that, that would be a good one. Um, I think uh, they've got McCorrin and they got a couple other guys, Deami Brown, that kind of, I mean, are more unheralded. Um, but I think that they'll probably try to help their defense here. And the guy that I don't think is going to fall too far outside the top 10 um, is Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame. I think that they'll probably snag him here. Um, I think that he has a great talent. He's lengthy. Um, he's over six foot. He um, didn't run the fastest, but he uh, has great instincts. So I think they snag him here to uh, to help out their defense as much as that pains me to say as a person who disdains Notre Dame, but he's a good player. Yeah, I saw that he's he's sliding a little bit too. I'm not really sure why. I think he's a pretty good player. Yeah, he ran a really slow 40. I think he ran like a 4-7 or something like that, which is really slow for a safety. Um, so that's giving people some pause um, kind of going forward after his pro day. So he's been sliding a little bit, which is interesting. But um, he was the consensus, like, top 10 pick for a while before that the poor 40 time. Yeah. Okay. Vikings at 12. I'll have them go offensive line. I'll have them taking Charles Cross from Mississippi State. Yeah, there you go. He's got to come off the board at some point. Um I think, I mean, can you imagine? I know that they have great wide receivers, but could you imagine them tagging like a top wide receiver like Wilson or London or something like that and pairing that with Jefferson and, um, and Thielen? I mean, that would be ridiculous. 
um, cause there's so many good wideouts on the board, um, for stuff like that. But, um, here, I think that they'll try to maybe, um, help out their, their D line who, who has been really good over the past couple of years. Um, but I think they'll snag, um, Jermaine Johnson from Florida state. He's a edge rusher. Um, and he can really get after the quarterback. So he's kind of like second tier after we move out of the D line from Trevon Walker and Hutchinson and, and Thibodeau. He's kind of like the next tier after that. So I think they'll probably snag him there. Texans, I have them taking Devin Lloyd from Utah. Ooh, you like my guy, huh? I, I, I put him on your radar a few weeks ago. He's projected to go in like top 20. And you're like, hmm, wow, I really like that guy. Now you're selecting them in the top 13. Wow, I really got through to you, Ryan. I really did. TC really spoke to me, guys. Perfect. Wow, I'm so happy. That's amazing. Um, I think, yeah, he's, he's projected to go like within like the top 18, 20 at the latest. So I like that pick a lot for them. Um, Texans, I think there's too many wide receivers on the board at this point Not for them, for them not to snag. Um, if they want to have um, – Mills continue to, to be the quarterback. He's going to need some weapons around him, and he's going to need better players um, than uh, man. Who was our number one wide receiver this year? Brandon Cooks. Uh, Brandon Cooks. Yeah, they're going to need. I mean, they're going to need some better better guys on the outside than uh, Brandon Cooks. So I think they'll snag um, Garrett Wilson here at uh, at thirteen to give him a little bit of help. I, I just don't see that talent like him could drop much farther. Okay. 14 Ravens, I have them taking Jordan Davis from Georgia, the big boy. We're on the same page here, right? I think they got to help out their defense a lot. Um, they kind of see, I mean, they need a guy to kind of clog up the middle there. You remember back in the day with the Ravens, Haloti Nada kind of filled that void, and I think that they like to get someone just big and bulky that can clog holes like Jordan Davis can and also rush the passer. So I think we're on the same page. Okay, Eagles, I have them going uh, Traylon Burks from Arkansas, another wide nice. receiver. Yep. Yeah, I like him a lot, too. Um, he's kind of been um, all over the place. And again, with these wide receivers, I mean, like we were talking about, there's so many that can, can flip. I mean, like, you see what we're talking about here. I mean, Ryan had Drake London going first. Um, I had... Um, I had Garrett Wilson up there as well, and then I had uh, James Williams, and then there's also Chris Olave, and there's like so many. There's like four or five, or maybe even five, with um, John Dotson, Drake London going later in the first round, stuff like that. So I think all those guys could kind of flip flop and go wherever in the draft. But I uh, I agree. I think they'll go wide out here. Um, I think that they will snag um, your boy Drake London, um, which would be a pretty good option for. John Hurts to, to throw the ball to. You can go up and get it and uh, catch a lot of jump balls. They don't really have a, a guy like that with Devontae Smith. This kind of more zigzag kind of guy. So um, Drake London would be a good pick here. So I can't believe they took Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. What a what a bust. That is still like one of the funniest videos out there. when They, they were like filming because that was the draft when I think um, everyone was at home kind of doing their own thing. And they were looking and they were filming uh, the Vikings guys. And they see the pick come across the screen. It's like Jalen Rager. They all like go crazy. And they're like, oh, I can't believe they picked him. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe they didn't take uh, Justin Jefferson. And then they're like, get Justin Jefferson on the phone. Like, we need to go right now. Because um, they're like, you're such idiots for not picking him. That, was, that moment is hilarious. If you haven't seen that video, please look it up because that is awesome. 
Okay, I think we're going to end it with this last pick with the Saints. I have them taking Kenny Pickett. I think that's who they'll they'll take if he's available. Yeah, yeah, they got to snag somebody. I mean, they don't have much um, faith and, and hope outside of Jameis um, going forward. Ian Book's not going to be your long term starter, so they're going to need to snag somebody else. Um, I think we have him flipped, Ryan. I think I'll I'll have him snagging uh, the Saints, snagging Malik Willis here. Um, I, they seem to like him. I know that they've been talking with him for a while. They've been watching all of his pro days, kind of just like everybody else has. But to be honest, if if Willis or Pickett doesn't go, if both of them don't go within like this top 15, I could easily see someone trading up to kind of go get their guy, whether it's it's uh, Willis or Pickett, um, guys like that. So I, I think that's kind of the the area where you're going to see some of these quarterbacks start to drop off the board. Um, and people are honestly just going to start reaching on them just because they're desperate. And just to be clear, TC does not believe that Malik Willis should be taken until day three. So uh, yeah, I, I respect no. that take. So, but that's, that's what TC thinks. And I respect that as a hot, I don't think that's a hot take. So, yeah, I mean, we went over it in the episode earlier. I mean, you, Saw what his tape was. I mean, he was. It was a while ago, to be honest. But you saw his tape at Auburn. I mean, he couldn't even crack um, SEC defenses when he was there. I mean, he was a freshman, sure, but he couldn't crack defenses. Um, saw him throw it. I mean, you watch him throw at the pro day. He's throwing on air. He's throwing great bombs down the field, but um, he's throwing on air. He's not throwing on defense. And when he plays big teams and when he um, plays against uh, Power Five talent, uh, when he was at Liberty, he, he struggled, to be honest. So. I would not take him um, within the first couple rounds, but somebody easily somebody's will, taking um, him probably because, probably top ten. It's insane. Yeah, someone's yes, yeah, someone's going to snag him like top ten, and I'm going to be um, on the other side of that spectrum. So I'm excited to see what's going to be, but I just I just don't see any way where he can be a consistent NFL starter. <laughs> I think I, the last time we uh, last time we talked. Um, I think I compared who did I compare him to Ryan? That was like crappy. Um, did I compare him to Sean Kaiser? I think something like that. Like, I just don't think that he has any Byron, um, Byron Luffwish, maybe. Um, I think I said Kaiser or, um, who was the other guy? Uh, Josh Dobbs. Yeah, yeah Josh Dobbs. <laughs> I don't, I think he, he's on the path of that. I mean, uh, Kaiser started a few games for uh, the Browns and the Packers there with some injuries, but. I just don't think that he has um, much staying power in the NFL to be a starter. I, I, I will, I will eat my words if I'm wrong, and he ends up to be like a, a All Pro guy, rookie of the year conversation. But I, I, I just don't see that happening at all. That's my, that's my one hot take for the draft. Actually, that's a good question, Ryan. What my one hot take is Malik Willis um, being a bust. What's your one hot take for the draft? It could be. Good, maybe a guy that's uh, you think is um, not valued as high as he should be, or someone who maybe you think is coming in um, a little underrated or overrated. Um, Put you on the spot here, but you know what, you can take your time. (laughs) Yeah, um, I think that honestly. I think I think Pickett is being underrated. I think he had a really good year, and I think he can be a really, really good starting quarterback. I mean, he what forty plus touchdowns led yeah. led Pitt to the Sugar Bowl. I think even though he opted out, um, 
I, I hear the stuff about the small hands, okay, I know, but I don't think that's going to be that big of an issue. Um, so I, I don't want to keep hearing that from people because um, I think he'll be fine uh, regardless. So I would, yeah, I mean, we'll get into our quarterback rankings after this, but he's he's my clear-cut quarterback or QB1, and I think that he's going to be a solid NFL starter for the next five, ten years, so. Hey, Ryan, have you ever heard that someone told you that his hands are small? Have you? Did you not want me to mention that? Oh, sorry. No. Um, his, um, he also wears, which is weird with him, and I, and I agree. I think I've seen him in a lot of these mocks going in, like, the 20s, which I, I think is pretty late, but um, which is interesting, not to berate his, his small hands, but um, he wears two gloves on his hands, um, which is really interesting. Normally, when you see NFL quarterbacks, they don't wear any gloves at all, or they um, wear gloves when like it's, it's raining and you can't grip the ball as well, or they wear it on their offhand um, to kind of get a better grip. But he, he wears two gloves, and a lot of people have been speculating because his hands are so small, he needs some gloves to um, grip onto the ball better and spin it, which is interesting. So something to look out for, um, not to knock him on the hand size, but that's something interesting that you don't see um, often with, uh, with NFL QBs. Yeah. That's fair. I, Kenny, Kenny two gloves. That's what they call him, right? Kenny two gloves. Yeah, Ken, good old Kenny two gloves. <laughs> um, but yeah, as I mentioned, let's get into our quarterback rankings, and then we'll wrap up the show. Uh, so I have. So we we talked about six guys, and um, my final rankings are number one Kenny Pickett, number two Malik Willis, number three Desmond Ritter, number four Matt Corral. Number five, Sam Howell, and number six, Carson Strong. So that's those are my power rankings for the quarterbacks. They were pretty, I'm pretty similar, Ryan. Um, in some senses, I, I like Pickett too. I think he's one um, for me. I think right behind him on on, on my side, um, I really do like Matt Corral, um, a little other size, but he's he's two for me. Um, three on my board um, in the terms of in terms of quarterbacks. Um, I like Carson Strong a lot. Um, he's going to be more of a value pick later. Uh, not going to be a first rounder, but I like him um, at three, four. Um, Desmond Ritter. I think that um, I've seen some mocks now that people are looking at trading up to get him in like the first round and stuff like that, and try to um, kind of in the back half of the first round and in the end of the first round. But I've seen more and more people predict that with some people like the Seahawks or someone like that trying to trade back up and get their guy. So um, I got him, and then. Um, who else did I talk about? Uh, do we have five or six? six. You're missing Sam Howell and Malik. Oh, Sam Howell. Yeah. Um, I got uh, Sam Howell at five and Malik Willis at six because I don't like Malik Willis. <laughs> <laughs> as, as, we, as we've went over many, many times. <laughs> okay. So there you have it. Those are the final uh, quarterback power rankings from the two of us. Um, but, yeah, draft day is here. We are super excited. I know I'm going to be watching. TC, are you, where are you going to be watching the draft at? Yeah, at my place. Um, I'm going to hang out here. My brother's going to come hang hang out. We're going to um, honestly probably do somewhat similar that you guys are doing, right? <laughs> and order some wings um, out here in Chicago. There's a couple good wing spots. Um, we got um, B-dubs, obviously, which is classic. But there's also a um, place not too far away in Lincoln Park for me in Chicago um, called Bird's Nest, which is voted like the best wings in Chicago. 
Um, so that might be a place where we go um, and go stag some some carry out wings and kind of hang out here um, Thursday um, tomorrow and have some fun when everything kicks off at seven. What about you? Yeah, I'm hanging out with my brother. Uh, I'm going to pick up. Oh, look at us. Just two family men, Ryan. Look at us, huh? Yeah, I know. It's, it's sweet. Um, but yeah, just me and my brother are going to be watching it. We're going to have B-dubs uh, all ready to go. And, nice. And yeah, we're going to be all all squared away and all set for the fireworks to start at 7 o'clock Central Time. What's, what's your what's your go-to flavor at, at B-dubs? Are you spice guy? Or are you like a sweet guy? Or you like to mix and match? Like, what are, what are we talking here? Uh, my go-to is uh, honey barbecue and mild. That's is normally what Ooh, I always mild. Do. See, I like mild too. I've I've been a little bit converted to the Asian zing over the past couple of years, which is a little bit on the spicier end. But um, I really like the Asian zing. It's got like a good kick. Um, I'm not a huge spice guy, so it's kind of like a sweet and sour kind of thing um, with a little spice. So I like those a lot. I do like the honey barbecue as well. Um, but not a lot of my friends like honey barbecue, so we normally never are able to get those. So normally it's a big Asian thing. I don't think I've ever you had... bone in, bone in, or boneless, Ryan. What are you? Uh... I'm bone boneless. Yeah, me too. It's a hot take, but everyone's gonna hate that. I'm boneless guy as well. More meat, you know. People people say they're like chicken nuggets, but I don't I don't get it. And neither do I. That's why my dad calls him. He's like, you know, you're just basically just eating chicken McNuggets from McDonald's with sauce. I'm like, yeah, but they're, they're no, they're good. They're much better. I like them. You get more meat. You don't have to work as hard to get the get the stuff off the bone. And uh, I don't know. They're also, um, yeah, I don't know. I just like them better. It's a hot take. Because a lot of people out there are like straight bone in, flats, drums. Um, but I'm, I'm a boneless guy at heart, Ryan. Good to know. So, audience, you know our our wing preferences. There you go. Just wanna... that might be the most important thing we talked about today. Honestly, that's that might be what everybody wanted to hear. People probably just want to hear us talk about B dubs and wing flavors the whole time. They probably didn't even care about the draft. Perhaps not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we just want to thank all our listeners uh, for tuning in to this pre-draft uh, show. Uh, please like, subscribe, uh, retweet, rate us on Apple Podcasts on Spotify, um, and just thank you for listening. We really appreciate it, and uh, happy draft day. I couldn't be more excited. I'm so stoked for tomorrow, um, and uh, yeah, just enjoy the draft. TC? Enjoy it, everyone. Enjoy yeah, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait for tomorrow. The draft tomorrow, first round, is going to be awesome. Um, Friday is going to be great, too. Don't don't sleep on Friday. Um, don't sleep on one thing Friday. Oh, yeah, don't sleep on Friday. You got you get some great players in there that are going to slip out of the first round, that are going to have first round grades on them, that are going to be picked early in the second um, and throughout the second round that are probably fringe late first round guys that are um, also great players. So I don't 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 give any hate to the second round. There's going to be a lot of starters picked in that position. Um, just because you're not a first rounder in the NFL doesn't mean that you are um, a nobody. <laughs> I'll, I'll say that because I feel like a lot of people focus on the first round and forget about Friday um, when there's some starters to be to be picked there. Yeah, so don't don't sleep on Friday. Um, but yeah, I think don't I'll- sleep on Friday. No sleep on Friday. Actually, we should probably everyone should stay up Friday night to like twelve when the second round ends or third round ends. <laughs> yeah, pulling on there. Um, 
But yeah, TC, that's it from me. I uh, think we're going to sign off here. So, cha-ching. Cha-ching.